Hey, my name is J.D. Larson, one of the pastors at North City Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. I hope this inspires and equips you to love God more deeply and to love your neighbor as yourself. At North City, our mission is to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus, and we hope this message emboldens you to do just that in whatever space God has sent you to. Be sure to subscribe and keep in touch with the conversations North City is having. And if you want to find out more about our community, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram or online at NorthCityChurchMPLS.com. Enjoy the message. Well, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm JD. I'm Christian Ann. We're the pastors of North City. Were you going to cheers me then? Yeah, I was. Okay. Merry Christmas. I actually heated my hot cocoa up. You see this the steam? This is not hot. <laughs> it is cocoa, but it's not hot. This is our fireside chat, but since we don't have a fireplace, I have a uh, <laughs> a mood-setting sound effect. <laughs> Pastor Christian Ann brought sound effects. So. You know those Netflix Yule Log things? I mean, that was that's the closest we could get to that. Sometimes we throw that thing on just to feel like we're cool enough to have a fire. Like place. one time a year. Anyway. So, tree side chat instead. Tree side chat. I won't um, bother us with that. Welcome to the first ever North City tree side chat on Christmas yes. Eve. In our living room. In our living room. Yeah. Merry Christmas, you all. It's been a strange year, and here we are, two strange people, talking to you <laughs> on <Sorry>. Christmas Eve. <gasps> we just thought we'd take a chance, you know, uh, because of all that's going on, we can't have a Christmas Eve like we're used to, and be together in the same way, sing Silent Night, all the all of the things that we love to do. But we still wanted to create this opportunity uh, to connect with you somehow and just share our thoughts on what we're thinking about. Uh, as we're looking at Christmas, uh, as we kind of look back on what was a really tough year and look forward to hopefully a more hopeful year mm. and just ponder what Christian, uh, what Christmas means. I make that mistake what, all the time. What, <laughs> what Christian, Christian Ann means. Let me, I'm going to tell you for the next 20 <laughs> minutes what Christian Ann means. No, oh. uh, what Christmas means, uh, to us, cause it's easy to get lost in the schedule, uh, and who, uh, we're going to see or who we can't see this year. Yeah. Uh, all the Christmas movies that we have to tick off our list that we need to watch and uh, what we're really truly celebrating sometimes uh, gets lost in the shuffle. So we just wanted to come with you, uh, come to you with some reflections on what's on our mind for uh, for you, our community, and anyone who's watching uh, and thinking about Christmas. Yeah, I really did have to, whenever I wrote Merry Christmas, Oftentimes I'd write Mary Krishnan and then I'd have to cross that out and it was kind of an issue. <laughs> but I've moved on. moved on. I've moved on. You can get you can distinguish those two. Now. Yes, I can distinguish those two now. So uh, yes, Merry Christmas and we hope that uh, as we share with you some reflections that um, you just take some time over the holiday um, to spend time in God's word, to spend time asking God what he wants to say to you and your family. Um, about his story and uh, as I was reading more recently um, in Luke 1 and 2 um, the theme of promise really stood out to me and the reasoning behind that is as I was as I was reading it seemed as though over chapter 1 um, when Mary is told that she's going to bear this child by the angel and then she goes to Elizabeth and the story goes on from there and sort of the traditional Luke 2 
scripture is read, um, that's not necessarily what caught my eye. You know, I think that there's um, a tendency sometimes to jump to look to and read the traditional story, the scene at the nativity. Um, but I, I heard in, through a devotional more recently that we can't just let it be our, our childhood story, but we have to let Christ come to us in our everyday now. Uh, and so that's why I encourage you to do the same thing that we've simply done and to say, God, what do you have to say through this story as you read it through yourself? Um, and so, as, as I said, what stood out to me is the theme of promise and how God keeps his promises. And actually in scripture, it says that multiple times. So in chapter one, right after uh, the angel is done talking with Mary, he says this, that even Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. And then again, as Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, um, it says this in uh, verse 45 that blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Elizabeth is saying that to Mary, because in many ways we, we see here that this is pretty remarkable. Like, as I was thinking about this, like being, being in Mary's shoes, being in Elizabeth's shoes, like there's just a little bit of crazy. <laughs> a little, a lot of bit of crazy. Like it's, it's a pretty remarkable thing that's happening to both of those women. Um, that for Elizabeth, she's been waiting um, her whole life to conceive a child, and in her old age, she's able to conceive. And and that is proof to Mary, someone that she knows, this this sort of crazy but everyday example that God still hears and God still promise fulfills His promises. To someone even like her cousin Elizabeth and then to Mary that she goes on and, and JD's gonna share a little bit more about Mary's song but at the end of her song and she responds to this thing that is happening to her and within her and to this world um, the scripture reads like this that he has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he has promised our ancestors and then says Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three more months and then returned home. And what I hear, and, and I wonder why promise stood out to me. And I think about this year and how um, there's a lot of things that may have felt like failures. Um, I said that, I was reflecting on this with JD and he was holding our son Jesse and he's like, well, he wasn't a failure. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse was a, a beautiful part of our lives in this year that happened. Um, but in so many ways, there's a lot of things that we've looked at and experienced and where our heart breaks or where we feel like, God, where are you? Like, where is this life that you've promised to us? And as Christians, we, we revel in the fact that God, through Jesus, gives us hope and new life. And I think, frankly, we get really comfortable in that. We can easily take that for granted. And that's a wonderful thing on one hand that we get to have this new life, but we also get comfortable. And, and what I think is so unique about 
this scripture and this moment that we get to see in this narrative, these moments with Elizabeth and Mary and, and Jesus is coming to earth. We're familiar with these stories, but the Jewish people had been waiting and waiting and their whole nation had been groaning for something to change. I mean, oppressor after oppressor was their history for decades and centuries of waiting for a deliverer to come. And the Messiah, what that means is the waited deliverer, the savior, the promised deliverer of the Jewish nation. That's what Messiah literally meant. Finally, he was here and in the form of a child and in the form of two very surprised women <laughs> being the people, some of the first people to usher um, the Savior into the world. And I just think that maybe over this last year you've experienced some pretty tough things. We all have. Our world has. I think we're, we're waiting for a new hope and for the story of Jesus as our deliverer to change us. And I think why that stood out to me, that this, this theme of promise is because, yeah, I kind of wonder how promise has been, feels like it's been broken or unfulfilled and we're just waiting for something to change. Mm -hmm. um, and what I hear in this scripture is that no word from God will ever fail. And so Jesus comes. Jesus comes to save. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son because he loves us and he wants eternal life for us. And that's a word. There's words in scripture, but there's words that God is still speaking today of hope found in a person. Not just in some words that we read every Christmas and look to, but the hope being fulfilled in a person and not just based on circumstance, but promise is something that you wait for. And what's unique about this promise in Jesus is that it's not just words that are being fulfilled, it's fulfilled in a person. That hope being realized through a baby. And one of my favorite songs that often gets played at, at Christmas is a song called Seasons by Hillsong. And then the last lines it says, God, if you're not done working, then I'm not done waiting. And I listened to that song recently on a walk, um, and it was cold, there wasn't snow on the ground, it wasn't even pretty. <laughs> and I looked around and I there's things that felt very barren and empty from this year. But that line reminds me, because of Christ, because of who Jesus is, he, he could have sent Jesus to save the world in a second, but instead he sent a child. And so he promises that he's going to send life in the form of this person, Jesus. He's going to offer that to this world. He's going to redeem all these things. He's the promised Messiah, deliverer. And God, if you're not done working in that way, and God, give me the strength that hmm. I can still wait. So those are, those are some of the things that I pray over you and, and I think about that we would be people that hold on to the promise found in Jesus that God sees us. Yeah. God hasn't forgotten us, even though this year might feel like that often days. Totally. That's great stuff. <laughs>
I was into all that. You were into know. that, huh? Okay. <laughs> Not sure. I, maybe we should just drop the mic there. I drop the mic. Either. Okay, well, I'll just have some hot cocoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so much of what you're saying resonates with what I've been reflecting on uh, in this Christmas season. If I, if I were to to characterize how I'm coming into Christmas, I just feel really humbled. Like, mm -hmm. and not like people who say they're humbled when they win an award or something like that. I thank mean, you, just thank like, you. I'm <laughs> just like, this year has been so humbling. Yeah. It has been so humbling because there's been so much that's been out of our control. And mm -hmm. I've really, you know, I think one of our sermons, we asked ourselves, whose promises are we really trusting in? Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking about in terms of what mm -hmm. you're saying. It's like, uh, this has been a year where all the other things, all the other guard guardrails, all the other scaffoldings we put in our life up to put our hope in have been shaky or have just fallen out from underneath us. And the way we think thought things were going to go are, are just not how they're going to go. And you didn't I, even get a deer. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> You're going to bring that up. No, yes, I'm a hunter and I didn't. Uh, I wasn't even successful getting There's still a couple days left of 2020, though. They're saying there's a chance. <laughs> no, but it's been a humbling year <clears throat> for a lot of different reasons. It's been a painful year. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a lot of brought a lot of sobriety into our thinking about. Um, and another way to say it is that, like, it, it just we have come face-to-face uh, -face with our poverty as human beings, if mm -hmm. you will, like our desperate need for something outside of ourselves uh, to sustain our lives and how uh, this world that we live in full of things like uh, pandemics are sometimes not a world that we can be in complete control of. And I think that with, a back with that as a backdrop, reading the Christmas story and as you alluded to one of the things that stuck out to me was Mary's song and it always does and I'm not going to read the whole thing but the opening line is Mary just being struck with how God uh, sees those who are humble mm. and uh, later on in her song she says you oppose the proud and it's really uh, this amazing song where this you know uh, young gal with no standing in the world really in really humble stature who now is putting this precarious position by um being impregnant uh being pregnant out of wedlock and all of the danger that brings to her uh sense of self and what she imagined things uh would be for her to have the tremendous maturity to embrace her humility her uh embrace uh, her humble state mm. and notice that uh, God works in that humble state. Uh, what came to mind when I read that was James 4, 6, where it says, which is just quoting Proverbs, actually, uh, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And I just found myself wanting that sort of grace from Christmas again <laughs> um, in the midst of what a humbling year it's been and maybe you can resonate with that like in the midst of our humility in the midst of our powerlessness what we crave the most is grace and I actually think when you come to that recognition of humility of 
just needing something outside of yourself, um, that's right there in that moment when you're ready to receive what Christian, uh, what Christmas actually means. And, uh, Christmas, Chris, uh, Christian, or <laughs> I'm getting this wrong, Christian, uh, it only has anything to do with Christian Anne, uh, in our church, in our household. Um, Christ mass is what Christmas is. So it's the Christ mass. It's where it's the gathering in the Catholic sense, uh, where you celebrate Christ's coming. And that word Christ is just been brought in my, into my attention this year because uh, oftentimes people just are like, Oh, is that Jesus's last name? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, but that's a really intentional language that kind of mm-hmm. people <laughs> colloquially understand it as his last name. But Jesus is the person Christ is who he was. Christ is mm-hmm. like you were talking about the Messiah in the Hebrew sense, the Messiah that had been promised as a deliverer to Israel. But Christ is something more, more uh, uh, deeper as well. It's this profound truth about who Jesus was before he arrived on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, when John pens the go- his Gospel of John, he uses uh, the word logos, which is the word word, to describe what it means for Jesus to be the Christ. And this is this Greek term of uh, the force in the world, the wisdom in the world that created all things. In John it says, even though all things were created through him, he came into the world and the world didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. And he says the word became flesh, the Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. This cosmic Christ that created all things came in the form of a Jesus, a man, um, a baby, first in a really humble state. So I think I'm reflecting on that and how um, in Mary's song, it's not just a unique occurrence with the incarnation of Jesus. God truly does oppose the proud. In Proverbs it says, he can't really use a contrite heart or a proud heart, but a humble heart is what he desires. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't read the gospel story, you can't reflect on the Christmas narrative of a baby born in a barn uh, who's immediately sought after by a king to be killed. Like there's humility all over it. And in the early Christians, they had a hymn that they sang that, found, that that's in Philippians 2, where it celebrates Jesus as someone who completely empties himself and doesn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. These have been uh, such hard times and such ones of humility that I find myself this year grasping for different areas of control and uh, counterintuitively it's the moment when we let go of control that we can truly embrace who Christ is for us, the Alpha and the Omega, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about in our uh our series on Revelation, the one who will ultimately come and make all the wrong things right, who will make all things new. Uh, Normally we'd be singing Silent Night together and I think the line in there that Christ, a savior, is born. Jesus, Lord at thy birth. So uh, this isn't just a historical narrative that we're reflecting on. This is so real for us today, those of us who have been humbled by 2020. Uh, We need Jesus. We need a Christ here and now. 
And so there's an invitation in this year. If you feel like you're at the end of yourself, that might be the best place to be to embrace Christmas this year. Might be the best place for you to actually encounter who Jesus was beyond the cute manger scenes, beyond uh, the sentimental cards, beyond the Swedish Jesus that you see in different artwork, but the cosmic Christ who created all things and created you, but wasn't so far removed, but came and enfleshed himself in a man named Jesus so that he could show you uh, that you're worth saving, that you're worth loving. I love this line, one of my favorite Christmas carols is Old Holy Night. And it says, um, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoiced. Just feel like a weary world right now. Mm. Yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And it says, long lay the world in brokenness and pining this longing for something different till he appeared. And I love this line the most. Then the soul felt its worth. The refrain in that song is fall on your knees. Humility is the way into understanding Christmas. Humility is the way into understanding who Christ is and accepting who he is and feeling your soul's worth. So that's my invitation for you this Christmas. It's one that I'm trying to accept in my own, own life. It's easier to be prideful. It's easier to rely on my own self-sufficiency. But this Christmas, what I'm hoping to reflect on and choose again is in humility to receive uh, what John says in John 1, that this word came in grace and in truth. And I, for one, need that grace and truth uh, this year. Yeah. Thanks, J.D. Made me think that since we can't come and carol at your <laughs> doorstep, that's my favorite um, Christmas song, too. Oh, Holy Night? Mm -hmm. Wow. Little did you know. We learned something new on camera <laughs> together. You're here. Um, I, would, I would love to sing that, and you can join in. I'm saying you can join in. You can join in, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> JD's not much of a singer. I'm not a singer. But I just think about, as you were saying those words, um, I've been singing Christmas songs to our kids, mm. and... Um, I've been singing Oh Holy Night and Silent Night to them whenever... Jesse still takes three naps, so, you know, there's lots of opportunity for singing. Um, but it's been a real joy to think about praying that song over him. Mm. And there's something really innocent and beautiful about a kid knowing from when they're born the worth that Christ yeah. offers them. And I think sometimes we grow out of that need for grace that you're talking yeah. about. We grow up. We, we think we do. You know, we function in a way that we don't need the grace or we don't need Jesus, but every soul needs to feel its worth. My hope is that in the failures, the pain, the humility that came with 2020, that people wouldn't miss the opportunity to reflect on that Christmas not only means that God came to save the world, but that God came to because you were worth it. Yeah. Your soul was worth it. So I hope that you feel the worth of your soul as you reflect on this yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So I will make JD sing all night. He's, he was really freaking <laughs> oh, out there you. for a minute. I was. <laughs> but I, I, I hope that you can belt it out. 
yeah. at some point. Um, and you can maybe worship um, as, as we hope that this time has been for you, um, that you feel an invitation to adore mm-hmm. the amazing God that we have found in Jesus, the God that, that came to earth to demonstrate that love, not only through his life on earth, but through his death and resurrection. So let me pray for us as we close. Lord Jesus, I pray that every person listening to this um, would know their worth, not just because we say it, but because you say it. You came to this earth to model, to show, to demonstrate love, to be love embodied, to offer a hope that we also desperately need. God, and in this humbling year, I pray that we can hold on to hope in the promise that you haven't forgotten. You haven't, you've seen really bad years throughout the, the times um, you created each day. And God, there's an opportunity, there's a hope for restoration, and there's a hope for you making all things new and you promising that that is what you're going to do in the end, God. And Lord, I also pray that in our humbled state, you would remind us that you were a humble carpenter. You were a humble guy who didn't even have a place to lay his head, it says in scripture, because you were a hobo traveler, God. Like, Jesus, would you teach us? Would you teach us and, and show us and reveal to us that even in the most weary, lonesome, difficult places that we've experienced this year and and maybe are yet to come. You're there with us because you are Emmanuel, the with us God. And God, would you be also the cosmic Christ that pulls us out of those dismal places and offers Mm -hmm. us new life, hope, and love, a life of love, Lord Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Christian Ann of North City Church. Thanks so much for listening to this message today. We hope you feel more empowered to love your neighbors in the way of Jesus. If you have thoughts or questions, we would love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message on our website, northcitychurchmpls.com backslash sermons. Learn more about the North City community there as well. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. A special thanks goes out to Ben Noble for the music on this podcast. If you haven't heard Ben Noble's music yet, check it out at bennoblemusic.com. Let me send you into your day with this blessing. May God give you the eyes to see and the ears to hear all that God is doing in the world around you. And may he give you the courage to respond. Amen.